Let's do this. How's life? Let's do this. Life's good. How's life, Sherry? Life is good. All right. <laughs> let's, just, let's just get right to it. Tell us about your kid. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> we do feel like Augie's uh, the most loved out of all of us. Um, <laughs> tell us about your our kid. Um, August Gray is two and a half, and um, she's definitely living up to that age. Um, <laughs> she is spicy right now. Um, a lot of character. Yeah, we. Uh, it's funny to talk about her so much right now because we actually um, currently are in our longest time away from seeing her at the moment. So um, just with this with this current kind of schedule we're on of weddings kind of all over the island and just kind of all over the place, we were like, oh, this will be so hectic. Like we're good to haul her around pretty good. She travels really well, but we were like, this will this will be pretty hectic for her. So we we shipped her off to the farm. <laughs> Put her to work. <laughs> yeah, she's. Happy well, we'll get to the we'll get to the farm part of you guys because uh, you have some prairie in you, which yeah. is associated with farming. But with your kid, like uh, I like I didn't come loaded with a bunch of questions. But one thing I was curious about is with your social media, you guys are pretty pretty active. You have been for a long time, and then boom, you had a kid. Your kid is like has a presence on social media. <laughs> did you did you think about that? Like like what made you so okay with like putting your kid out there straight off the bat? Um, I think you know we we actually we did we had a discussion about it. Um, it, it was it was pretty funny actually. We um, <laughs> when the whole process kind of started, I guess. Um, Augie was born early, so we she really surprised us. Like she was a month early, Sherry's water broke. And, uh, we kind of were like, I, I videoed it kind of for us sort of thing, but like, you know, an Insta story format. And then we had previously talked about potentially like sharing some of her journey, uh, just cause I mean, that's who we are, you know? So I videoed it and I like, I was like, are we going to do this? <laughs> like kind of sort of thing. Are we going to start this whole kind of story right there and we were like yeah I, th- I think so I think it's maybe cool to share so we kind of had that discussion as Sherry was going into labor <laughs> and it just oh, kind of happened I mean it it uh we we posted a few um a few stories about kind of while the process was going on of birth and everything and um some of the messages we got from people were like actually like mm-hmm. really encouraging in the sense of like thanking us for sharing because that it impacted them to a certain level. So we were like, Oh, and well, we, th- yeah. And we've had those messages a lot since, cause we've definitely questioned. Cause like, there's definitely a debate about it of how much you put online um, when they don't have consent and all that kind of stuff. And so we've definitely had talks about it. Um, and we obviously want to protect our daughter. Um, but we also have gotten really incredible messages from people saying how much like it inspired them. And they're also entrepreneurs and wondering how they're going to fit a child into their life. And so a lot of people have been really encouraged by our journey um, and knowing we never want to paint a picture that it's easy. um, But we always do want people to know that it is possible. Like it's, it's possible to do what you love and to also raise a little human. So, yeah. Um, you're preaching, you're preaching. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I mean, the other thing too, is like so many people talking about how much joy Augie brings. Yeah. Um, and, and like, I mean, if she can at such a, 
young age be bringing joy into people's lives already. We kind of feel like that's kind of something special on her a little bit. Um, she does bring a lot of joy. <laughs> and so if we can share that with the world and bring a little more joy into the world, I think, um, I don't know. I hope it, I hope when she's older and we tell her, you make so many people happy. She'll be like, great. Love it. <laughs> well, give that kid a camera and put her to work. Uh, she doesn't <laughs> like right, the so, little, Yeah. So oh, we, we did just like go right to the, right to baby talk. Uh, <laughs> just let's get that out there. But uh, you know, there's more to you than babies. So like people listening to this, I presume are like mostly kind of Scandinavian crowd. That's kind of who we have North, you know, kind of associates with more or less. Uh, so someone from Scandinavia has probably heard the word prairie when we started there and are like, what the hell's the prairie? So why don't you take <laughs> us, take us a little bit through like, what are the prairies and what's your connection to them and, uh, kind of your background story. Okay. Um, well, I guess for someone in Scandinavia, uh, who's used to fjords and mountains and, uh, all that, the prairies, I guess are complete opposite. Totally flat farmland, <laughs> pretty much. Um, grass. There's lots of grass. Uh, you can see for a long time. Um, yeah. <laughs> pretty much, that's, right? That's yeah. Um, yeah. So I grew up um, in a really little town. Um, I don't even know if you can call it a town. I think we're technically a village. Um, it we like our town had 90 people when I was growing up, um, and it's a big farming community. So um, yeah, that's where I grew up. Like, Sher <laughs> like Sherry's high school. It's hilarious if you go to where like her high school is. You know how in schools they put like all the class pictures, the graduating class pictures on the wall. Like you'll look at the wall and there's like one year where there's just a picture of one guy, just <laughs> one dude by himself, like smiling. That was the grad they had that year. So you had a big well, what's grad the name class, of the right? town for all those Googling inquiring minds. What's the name of the town? The name is Consul. You probably, I don't even know if there's any information on it. <laughs> Interesting. So I actually didn't know. Is it in Saskatchewan or Manitoba or It Alberta? is in Saskatchewan. So it's like, um, it's right in the southwest corner. That's the best way to describe it. So if I go any further south, I hit Montana. If I go ever, any further west, I hit Alberta. So right, right in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And, and that's for where me, um, I... I'm from Alberta, so compared to Sherry, I grew up in a metropolis, but um, <laughs> I grew up in Medicine Hat. So, uh, what are the which tigers? Is, yeah, the tigers. Yeah, cool. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, so just a smaller city, like 50,000 people, you know, kind of small town vibe um, sort of thing. So, yeah. All right, cool. And so your small town... Albertan slash Saskatchewan. What is the name of it? Like Albertan? What's the, what do you call someone from Saskatchewan? Saskatchewan. A rough, just a rough rider. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. That's actually really good. That was um, really good. I think. What is it? Is it a Saskatchewanite? Maybe. You're Saskatchewan. Saskatchewanite. I don't know. Uh, I think Saskatchewanite. And sure. yeah, like so, you Sask guys are from small towns, and like, let's just fast forward to the to the meat and potatoes. How did you guys meet? Uh, and did you just like start working together right away, or like, what's kind of the introduction to Sherry and Mike? Ooh, good question. Ooh. Um, so I moved to Medicine Hat because that was the biggest city, like closest to where I grew up. Um, and I w moved there to go to school. Um, nothing to do with photography, but um. Yeah. And I met Mike actually, I think my first week of being there, we had both signed up for this like 
community event. Um, it was like an amazing race um, type thing where we were going to win bikes. Um, and the only guy I like knew in medicine had at the time invited me to be on his team. And Mike and his buddy were on the, a different team. And that's how we like initially met. We met competing. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, um, we... I won the bikes, by the way. He did. Oh, you wowed her. Is this, is yeah. this what won her over? <laughs> that was good. Well, I, I, I think it was the moment where they were spinning in the middle of a pond in a canoe in circles because the guy she was with didn't know how to canoe. And uh, I, me and my buddy had been in outdoor ed class, so I had a, we had a pretty solid J-stroke. So we, we smashed the canoe and flew by them kind of in the in the later hours of the race. So Cool, cool, Mike. Cool. Yeah. Um, J-stroke. You can drop the J-stroke. Go for it. Um, yeah, and we actually got to really know each other um, through, which is really funny in Medicine Hat. Um, Mike was part of a breakdance crew, I guess you could call yourself. <laughs> so, okay. Wait, wait. So, um, <laughs> yeah, super weird. But um, we, me and a few other guys were kind of interested in breakdancing uh, at the time. I mean, geez, early early 2000s. That was kind of when it was blowing up. But um, me and one buddy had been like even in high school, but it was it was way harder back then because like, gosh, I'm dating myself here. But like we didn't have there was no we I remember we were trying to look for videos of people breakdancing, but like it, we were still on the like <laughs> dial up connection. So to try to find a video online of anything was crazy. So we were kind of intrigued by it, but didn't have any resources. And then I got this roommate a few years later. Uh, who randomly moved there and he was into breakdancing. So I was like, do you mind if I come check out, you know, when you're practicing just out of curiosity? He's like, yeah, totally. From there, started learning a little bit. And then, uh, yeah, a few of us kind of came out and actually started learning. And then we noticed some intrigue. So we're like, hmm, maybe we could like start something here, or do something cool in the community. So we were like, let's start breakdance classes for kids and stuff. Uh, and it honestly it blew up. Mm -hmm. Like we, the first time we did it, we had like, I think our first sign up, we had like 90 kids signed up within like the first go. And, uh, and eventually we, we had, oh gosh, we had like well over 500 kids go through our program. So in a city like Medicine Hat that for breakdancing, it's pretty crazy. So we ended up having That's to get insane. Like, I yeah. had no idea. I, yeah. know, I knew you had a dance background and I kind of joked about it. Yeah. Uh, like on the, some of the Instagram captions when we were announcing you, I sort of like slid it in there because I knew you had some <laughs> some dance background, but that's like, a, that's way like more interesting than what I was jokingly writing. Like, so you kind of like taught kids how to dance. Yeah, we actually, um, yeah. So we taught, um, yeah, workshops first in the city um we just kind of did like a weekly thing and that was when it really um because it got so big we needed to start doing registrations and take it more serious and waivers um we started doing photos so at the time sherry was just starting to dabble in photography uh so she kind of came on and would take photos of the kids and help with the registration and everything um i think because she was new to the city it was like a way to kind of get out and mm -hmm. you know that sort of thing so um then from there, we actually started getting asked to do like workshops on the road, started getting asked to do some shows and performances. And so we kind of had to like mini touring a little bit and Sherry would come along 
mm-hmm. for those to photograph and, you know, just kind of road manage or whatever. Um, yeah. So we ended up, it, it actually ended up being my job. Like I was actually, I guess technically I was a professional dancer for a few years. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. And so while this is happening, it sounds like Sherry, you were kind of the uh, artist, well, the photography artist uh, in training at the time. Um, were you like pursuing photography, like as a career at that point? Or like, what, what were you doing when you were supporting this mad dance man? <laughs> um <laughs> Definitely was not in the mindset of like doing it professionally. Um, I just really liked it. Um, I had kind of fallen in love with photography just at the end of high school before I moved to Medicine Hat. Um, And so it was just a way for me to give back to my community and to um, just learn as much as I can about photography. Um, And even in college, I wasn't obviously in even an arts program. I was taking child and youth care. um, And so... I was able to take an elective class, which I took like a darkroom class and like a pinhole photography class. And from there, man, I was like super hooked. I just didn't know, especially in the town of Medicine Hat, if I could make it a, like a full-time career. So um, I I started to shoot weddings. I shot probably five a summer um, as I also did my job. I worked at a youth shelter, um, but on the weekends, I would shoot a few weddings in the summer. So th- what year was this? So this was 2000, I'm also dating myself, uh, 2003 was when I, was when I photographed my first wedding in Medicine Hat. So, oh, so you've been in the game a while. Sure. You dated yourself a little, but that's fine. Yeah, I did. I mean, these are I facts. Did. These are just it's facts. It's fine. It's just who we are. <laughs> oh, but for real, like you, like, I mean, you, you kind of are playing it cool, but you've been, you've been doing this quite a while then. I have been. <laughs> It's sometimes shocking because it doesn't seem that long, but um, I have been doing it a very long time. We like Mike thought it'd be fun the other day, not the other day, a couple months ago to like actually count how many weddings I photographed um, over the span of time. But and it was kind of shocking to be like, wow, I've really been doing this a very long time. (laughs) And what was the number? I think I was at. At the time, Sherry, I think Sherry was at. um. 308 of her own weddings photographed and then she also uh when we moved to vancouver she did a lot of second shooting so that all that would have been on top of that but i think at the time this was at the beginning of our wedding season was at 308 so i guess that number would be up to in the 320s right now close to 330 jesus christ (laughs) yeah all right well that's a perfect segue then so like what brought you to vancouver um how did you uproot yourself from more medicine hat and uh kind of land over there on the west coast west coast well um we okay so we got like we got married pretty young uh that's what you do on the prairies because there's nothing else to really do um well i guess you could break dance too if you, but whatever <laughs> um no so we we got married pretty young uh, and i mean most of our friends were all married and everything and, you know, life starts going and all of our friends were starting to have kids or, you know, they were just kind of right away starting families. And we were like, oh, man. There was just Are... something yeah, inside of both of Mike and I, I think we just were more curious about what else was out there. Um, and so we had some friends moving out to um, Vancouver and we were just kind of like. Like, do we want to like, are we ready to just like buy a house and like work our normal jobs? and kind of do that? Or do we want to see what else life can kind of have for us? And, uh, and I mean, I think we're both kind of the type, 
we both approach it differently, but we're both kind of the type of like feeling like, okay, what, what's, what else can we get out of life? Like, I feel like you, you have different paths you can take and that's okay. And sometimes you choose to take the path that's a little bit more typical or comfortable or, and that's totally cool, but that's not really us. We kind of wanted to just see what else was out there. Um, yeah. So we were like, well, let's do this. Let's. So let's what go. were the, like, okay. I, I don't know what year what was this? What year was this? Like 20, 2012? So this was, we got married. Oh, 2009 was the year we moved out. Yeah. Yes. 2009. Yeah. So we got married in 2005 and moved out in 2009. Yeah. So in the back of your mind, when at that time, when you were making the move, like, what were you going to do for work? Like, did you kind of think you could make it as a photographer and a dancer and just like stroll into Vancouver? And... <laughs> What's up? Yeah. Look at us. We're artists from the prairies. Um, you moved to the right city. <laughs> no, I would say like, so Sherry, we always felt pretty confident because Sherry, like when she was in Medicine Hat, she had a really good job at a, at a youth shelter. She actually was almost a manager of it, kind of ran it on her own. So we were like, well, in Vancouver, I mean... I feel like there'd be lots of opportunity for working at shelters and all that kind of stuff. So like to get into kind of the social work field shouldn't be hard for Sherry experience wise. And I, I also, while I was teaching dance, I also, I mean, I grew up working in restaurants from when I was really young. So my family owns restaurants. So I was like, Oh, I'll be able to get it. I've been a restaurant manager. I can get a job as a waiter, like no problem. And that'll, until we really get things going, and see what we want to do. Um, I can, I can just be a waiter. So that's what, that was kind of what we thought. Um, and then maybe I can get some dance lessons going and plug into a studio and start teaching that way. So we'll and we see. were, we were so wrong <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> when we got there, it was like Vancouver. We just feel like it's like a city of possibility, but it also, if you're not it's it's like a hump you have to get over. Yeah, it's a hard nut to crack. It's, it's really a hard city to crack, at least for us. And actually, a lot of friends who even moved out after and then moved back to the prairies because they were like, nope. Um, but for us, we just we had a really rough go at the beginning. We could not find jobs for the even Mike just couldn't even find like a restaurant. Yeah, job. I couldn't get a job as a oh, waiter. I had been a restaurant. <laughs> I'd been like a kitchen manager. I'd done scheduling. I w- <laughs> like all of it. And everyone was like, Oh no, we have our quota for male servers right now. I was like, God, oh, but it, you know, like, but I get it. You get a job like that in Vancouver, you don't let it go. You know what yeah. I mean? So, but we didn't realize that. So, um, yeah, we were a little naive. Going yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, which, and you know, in the end, I'm kind of glad we were because it, it almost that level of desperation, yeah pushed us to do some things that we maybe would have not really went for. Um, so like my first job I found on Craigslist, I was like, <laughs> it was like, Hey, have you ever wanted to be in movies? I was like, well, that sounds cool. Sure. Whatever. Okay. So my first job ended up just doing was background for movies. And then I did get a studio teaching job where I taught a couple of days a week. And then I was a, barista and so I was doing all these kind of random little things um yeah and then Sherry just was like pounding the pavement trying like going to all the youth shelters and stuff and like crickets it was crazy Mm -hmm. um so in at the same time a couple of the people we knew in Vancouver were um well one person in particular was into photography and she had kind of started a bit of a community sort of thing. Like, remember that like Vancouver second shooters group that started way back, which you see that kind of stuff all the time now. But at the time, it was like big deal. It was a big deal. <laughs> um, so she, so we kind of went out and met some photographers because we did do photography part time then. 
And uh, yeah, that kind of, Sherry got, ended up getting plugged in. I guess your first kind of job was you got plugged in second shooting a few weddings, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. All right. So that's a pretty good synopsis of your backgrounds. (laughs) And that's exactly what we wanted to like start with. But now I just want to poke you a little bit here. Okay. Like from what I saw in Vancouver, when Jakob and I were doing our thing there before we moved um, back over to Sweden, you two were very talented, but there's lots of talented people. So like, what did you do in particular to kind of like, uh, kind of have your stock rise as the go-to wedding photographers in Vancouver? Because as I said, there are a lot of talented people. It's a competitive place. Um, and there, there's a ton of wedding photographers there. So like, when did the, the turn start to happen for you two in the, in the sense that you're, you were getting bookings a little bit easier? Yeah. Um, I would say it, it definitely has. I wasn't one particular thing, you know, we've, we've kind of talked about this and I think it's just, um, it was, it was a process. I think part of it, the big turn actually was a little bit was that desperation to survive <laughs> a little bit, um, initially. Cause that was when Sherry decided, we decided Sherry was going to go full time. And, and then, so, um, yeah, we kind of were so like, I'm just going to cut you off right there. Yeah, so yeah. That, that's like, that's, that's, that's mean potato stuff. So you're desperate. You are like your own words there. You're desperate and you're feeling like, oh, for fuck's sakes, this has <laughs> to work out. Like, yeah. and I, and a lot of people know that feeling. Like I've, I've felt that with other businesses and lots of people listening probably do as well. So what did you guys do at that, that point in time when you're like, for fuck's sakes, this better work out? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, like, um, the second shooting was a big thing. Like I second shot for a studio, like a photographer, husband and wife actually for a summer cause she broke her wrist or something. Um, and I do think that was, um, definitely like a good starting point. Cause I got to meet a lot of vendors, not that I was plugging myself, but you just kind of get like comfortable in the scene without, you know, almost having your own business in the scene. So definitely got a lot more comfortable with the Vancouver scene. And then I do think we, we booked one wedding in particular where um, we were working with some of, at the time, like some of the biggest vendors in the city. Um, and it's actually through Mike's breakdancing, which I do actually feel like was a big, a big part of it. Um, so at that wedding, the couple had known that Mike also was a breakdancer and they had asked Mike to breakdance. And this, like we had a, there was a wedding planner there and like the florist was actually also a guest at the wedding because she was friends with the couple. And so like all these vendors. Yeah. One of the more popular yeah. caterers at the time oh, in yeah, Vancouver. Totally. Yeah, yeah. And so Mike like went out on the dance floor and like did this breakdown set and everybody like was blown away and like loved it. And honestly, from there, it it's, it's like something, it's like a little secret got passed around the industry almost. It <laughs> seemed like. Um, and so we got like wedding planners contacting us being like, we have this really fun couple and we're wondering if you're available. So I think we just kind of from the get go got known as kind of like the, I don't know. Yeah. You got known as being good people. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was, I, think, I was there. I know what's going on. I was, <laughs> pretend I don't know what's up. Well, I think, you know what I think it was. So I guess to some, to like sum it up a little bit, I think our best thing that we ever did was deciding that with our business, we were just going to be ourselves. We were going to yeah. be who we are. We're just a couple of like prairie kids <laughs> that are here. And this is what we do. Like, yeah, I, I we're doing photography. I'm a break dancer. So if, if our couples found, so we were just real with who we are. 
And then if our couples found out or asked that, we were like, you know, if this is going to bring you more joy on your wedding day, we're down. Of course, I'll of course, I'll throw down. That's cool. And um, and so I think I think it's probably mostly through being who we are Mm -hmm. and then trying to, like, just give our couples the best time and best experience and be there for them um, has been something that we've consistently focused on through our business. Um, You know, you, you try all the other things like blogging consistently, submitting, um, connecting with, with people in the industry, um, you know, just putting out great work and all of that. And all of those things work in their own little way. Um, you know, SEO, whatever, there's, there's so many strategies out there and we've kind of pulled and done different ones of those at different times in our business. And they've all been good little steps, but I think the biggest, biggest, best thing that we've always tried to do consistently is to serve our couples and, and be there for them, 100% 100% and the, and also just be real and just be Sherry and Mike. I think, and I think that ties back to even with the Augie thing, like it, it just, it's kind of our vibe is we just want to be real and be who we are. Like this is our life is as fun and crazy and messy and all over the place <laughs> it is. This is who we are. Um, and this is, this is us. And that's kind of our focus, I think is probably, you know, and just connect, like connecting. I, I think both with in the industry and with our with our people mm-hmm. and each other, all of it connecting. <laughs> so do you guys drive each other crazy? Um, because I think that's a. I mean, you know, we could half jokingly say, yeah, we drive each other. But like you as a husband and wife crew who works together, like that's really tough. Uh, that's a lot of hours together. Surely you surely you butt heads on some business things or you, you'd think you would like. What's it like working so closely in such a like intimate profession uh, with your partner? To be honest, it's actually brought us closer together. Um, I feel like once we really dove into weddings, I feel like our actually our relationship got a lot better, um, which is very interesting. But I think the more time we spend together, and you're you know you're spending your weekends, it doesn't it does for sure affect you. You're spending your weekends with people who are in love and you're with families and like it, if it doesn't affect you, then I, you must have a really big wall up or have the ability to do that. But for Mike and I, it does um, play a big part in our relationship. And I think we're just, we're the op, we're the opposite in so many ways, but then in the, in the ways we are similar, they work really well together. Um, So for us to work closely um, together every day. <laughs> we honestly like spend zero time apart. If Mike ever leaves, I'm like lost. I'm like, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> well, um, one, like, well, just, just to jump in there, uh, sorry to cut you off a little bit, no, but like good. you guys work together, like literally together. You're like kind of attached to the hip, so to speak. <laughs> um, but with but we're our own people call, <laughs> I get it, man. I get it. But I'm thinking like, I'm thinking like with your <laughs> photography business, with your studio, if you want to call it that, like, yeah. have you considered like splitting each other up and doing twice as many weddings, uh, for example? Um, and maybe you can like answer that with also like, what did you do after you had Augie? Like, Mike, were you a solo guy out there doing it on your own? So like, what's kept you doing it together as a combo as opposed to splitting it up? Um, well, I think for us, like, cause yeah, we've talked about that and, and considered it, but as much as this is our business, like, you know, like Sherry said, we actually feel like this has, um, brought us together as a couple and, um, and we love doing it together so much. And I, I think that the way that we've been able to sustain doing multiple weddings prolonged together is 
is part of that is doing it together. So, so the thought of splitting, we're like, I don't know if we, I don't know if we would enjoy that as much. And I realize we can make more money and everything, but for us in order to really do what we do and be best at it, mm-hmm. that, that maybe we've kind of figured out, I don't think that's the route we want to go. Um, which is cool. I mean, I, I know lots of people that do that and it's great. I just don't think it's for us. I think it's part of our business and who we are. Um, yeah. Right. Like totally. Yeah. Respect. I think that's cool, man. That's cool. Yeah. And, uh, um, we have shot every wedding together since Augie was born. So our first wedding back was six weeks after Augie was born. Yeah. Um, Oh really? So Mike, you like, like you both shut her down. You were like all in parenting, no work. This is time well, away. We actually, you know what? The timing worked really good. Um, again, not that it was fully planned, but <laughs> but uh, the timing actually worked out really good. That um, like Augie was born in our lowest op, like lowest point in the season. Um, we the only conflicting weddings we had booked. I think there was only one we actually had to like because cancel, yeah. cancel because it was like the due, our due date pretty much. There was another couple that had just verbally booked us, but when we told them the whole situation, they just were like, "Okay, well, they decided to go another way, which is totally cool." Um so I did shoot I shot one wedding by myself. Um we had one wedding that we had booked in Thailand. Um so the <laughs> oh, only wedding I've you. ever shot yeah, <laughs> the only wedding I've ever shot by myself was a massive Jewish wedding in Thailand. That's the only <laughs> wedding I've ever shot solo. Oh, that's that's good. That's a good uh, departure. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was fun. It was like it was actually really good to know that like if something were to happen, because um, at the time, like of course, with our business, I I came on shooting weddings a little bit later than Sherry. Like I shot my first wedding with Sherry in two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Um, so my whole identity with shooting was always really tied with Sherry. So, um, it was cool to do something solo and realize that like, oh, I just like shot a massive big wedding all by myself and I can do it if we have to. Mm -hmm. But I also realized, I think that while I could do it, the couple was super happy. Um, I had a great time and put out some, I think some good, really good images. Um, I, I, I was like, this would be better if Sherry was here. Oh, so I think <laughs> I think like I think that was kind of a, a good like even point of realization for me with our business on route to go. So when we've been looking at expanding and other things to do, uh, the whole like dividing and conquering hasn't really came as an option currently. I mean, who knows in the future, maybe we'll really get tired of each other, but <laughs> nah. I can't see that happening right now. I think honestly, actually, oh, yeah. And I want to go back to this one thing you asked. One thing that we did do, though, early in our business um, in order to, you know, being a married couple and working together was we did establish some working boundaries uh, right away as far as like, Sherry, this is your department. I am not going to intervene. I'm not going to nitpick. I'm not going to micromanage. You do you. And uh, and then and then I'll take this department and that's my department and you just trust me in this. And and so aside from kind of just checking in how things are going in those kind of different departments, we don't really like step on each other's toes in that, you know, and we just trust that we, we've got that handled. So I, I do think for one thing in working together as a couple, that was important to do. Mm-hmm. And we established that right away. Wicked. Yeah. So what else you guys got up your sleeve? Anything, uh, anything outside of the wedding slash baby world that uh, you got cooking? Any other ventures on the horizon? Oh, man. 
Sounds like you got your hands full. Probably not. (laughs) Yeah, for now, we're just focusing on the things that we have right now. Um, And we've, for the past couple years, it's honestly been a pretty chaotic season of our life. Um, Just trying to, you know, find how the baby life fits in with our life and, um, yeah, so we're we're definitely on the up of that now, figuring that out. And so now I think we're ready to kind of start dreaming again and figuring out, you know, the next steps. Not that we're done with wedding photography because we love it so much, but um, I know Mike and I'm becoming more <laughs> on board with it too. Is Mike? Mike is a natural teacher, and so he's wanted for years to like, you know, start offering like mentor- mentorships and stuff like that. But I have been a little bit on the slower end of wanting to do that. Um, Why is that? um, It's definitely not my. (laughs) Yeah, Sherry. Why is that? Oh man, this is a deep question. (laughs) Um, It's not like a natural thing for me. Like doing this, even for example, is like not something that I like wake up and I'm so excited to do, which this has been great. Cool though. Let me be honest. Um, But yeah, just, I, yeah, it's, it's, a lot of deep stuff too, just not feeling like I have anything to offer and all that stuff, which I obviously am working through. And um, yeah, so it's, I think it's definitely the next step for us. Um, We get requests all the time, but just at this point in our life, we've had to focus on keeping a child alive and keeping our clients happy. And for now that's kind of where we're at, but that is definitely on the horizon. So. Well, interestingly enough, well, to me, maybe it's interesting, maybe not to you, I don't know. But like the best teachers I find are often the ones that don't even want to do it. And like, not to say the ones who do want to do it aren't great, they oftentimes are, but like the people who are kind of reserved and don't feel like they have any place to be doing the teaching oftentimes are the ones who got the most to say, I find. So maybe... Did you hear that, Sherry? <laughs> That's what I've been telling her for years, Cole. I'm like, Sherry, you have so much to offer and well, so much. Value. I've already invited like, you to way up north. So you're already coming, so it's like <laughs> yeah. you at least got to do that. Maybe you'll cool. just- and that was the background scene of that. I think I think <laughs> the first thing Sherry said was like, "Oh fuck!" Right like, on. When, I'm like, "What?" And Sherry's like. We just got asked to speak at way up north. I was like, that's amazing. And Sherry's like, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> well, I, I, I know very, I, I know you guys, like I know you're pretty, pretty different personalities and I could have guessed that their reactions would have been different, but like, I am thinking actually about like, we've seen a lot of people present now at the event since 2015. Yeah. I don't know how many, quite a few. And a lot of the personalities are different. And the ones that are always kind of the interesting ones and exciting ones for me aren't the ones who are like bouncing off the walls and complete extroverts. It's like the the strong, silent types. So, Mm -hmm. and I'm not comparing you to anybody, Sherry, or anything like that, but I'm just kind of (laughs) reflecting on like some of the people who I've enjoyed over the years. And it's not always, you don't need to be the loudest voice in the room. So that's right. Yeah. This is not a pep talk though. This is just like (laughs) some very random little thoughts. Yeah. I like it. I like it. No, look, I guys, look, look, look. I know that you got to get going. You have a boat to catch. Uh, you guys got to go to a, an amazing place called Savory Island and do some fun stuff there. And I promise to not take too much of your time. But I'm really glad that we got to chat. And and I hope that people who aren't you know familiar with you before Stockholm get a chance to listen to this and kind of like get your background story in the back of their heads. Cool. Yeah. Thanks, Cole. This has been awesome. Um, and like, 
honestly, like we're so stoked. It's like so honored that you would ask us to be a part of way up North. And we're so stoked to meet your community and meet yeah. the community there um, and see what's happening. Um, like, yeah, man, yeah, you know we, what? I got to say, actually, I just had a little bike ride. <laughs> I was just ripping around and I was thinking about community and that's such like a, a word that gets thrown out very casually but what i was thinking on my little bike ride about way up north and the, and particularly like the swedish people it, it like there is a real vibe with the swedish yeah. people and you'll see yourselves um yeah when you get here so yeah we're stoked you're coming we're stoked to see your dancing maneuvers maybe you should <laughs> do a dance class before the dance party because i'll say this about way up north the party is an absolute fucking gong show so <laughs> you'll fit right in i'm i'm stoked about that part <laughs> Right on. Well, look, guys, get out of here. Go catch your boat. Have an awesome, awesome day. And uh, thank you so much for uh, for doing this. Oh, our pleasure, Cole. Thank you so much. You have a good one, too. Adios. We'll see you soon. This is ACAST Recommends. Every week we pick one of our favorite shows, and this is one we think you're going to love. Hey, lady, it's Terry here. And Dr. Dom. And we're the hosts of the Her Space podcast. In a world where Black women are often underrepresented and misunderstood, we need more safe spaces to just be. Every Friday, join us as we initiate authentic conversations for Black women. Be sure to tune into Season 4, Episode 11, The Four Levels of Friendship and How to Spot Fake Friends. And check out Her Space wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST is home to the biggest podcast from the U.S. and around the world. Subscribe to this show and hundreds more now via ACAST or wherever you get your podcasts.